0: (laughs) Welcome back, this is Allison. And Beverly. We are here once again with Shaky Understanding. This week we are talking about Julius Caesar. This is definitely a little bit of a complicated
1: play, so why don't you take it away with Shakespeare Abridged? So Julius Caesar has just come back, having won this huge war against this guy named Pompey, who took over Rome, and everyone used to like Pompey. But now they're like, oh, Julius Caesar is the best. And everyone's super stoked on Julius Caesar. Well, most people are. Now, Brutus is a good friend of Caesar, and Anthony is Caesar's right-hand man. And they're, like, best friends. And Cassius is Brutus's good friend, but Caesar and Cassius aren't quite good friends. Uh, Caesar says to Anthony himself that he is suspicious of Cassius. And then they all go off stage and Brutus and Cassius have a talk. And Cassius talks of how it's sort of unusual that Caesar is praised by everyone so much when Brutus is just as good a guy as him. And it's kind of interesting that Caesar is sort of grasping at power where he shouldn't be. We find out that Caesar has been in front of these crowds and they offered him a crown. And now Rome is a republic. Like there's an emperor, but there's also like a senate and everything like that. Um, so the idea of Caesar being king isn't something that Cassius is excited about. And Brutus thinks that's a terrible idea, too. And they have this whole show where Caesar's offered the crown three times, and he turns it away every time. So the crowd is like, oh, he's so humble, it's great! But Cassius sees it's all in act, and he says so to Brutus. And then Brutus leaves, and Cassius tells his other friend Casca, he's like, I'm gonna leave letters for Brutus telling him how the people love him and how they want him to be the ruler of Rome. So there's sort of this conspiracy starting up to murder Caesar because he's growing too ambitious. So then we next see Brutus at his house and he can't sleep. He finds the letters and it helps convince him that maybe people do like him and maybe he would be a good leader. Cassius comes over with a bunch of other conspirators from the Senate and they all agree that they're gonna murder Caesar. Cassius suggests that they also murder Anthony because he thinks Anthony will cause problems but Brutus says no we're only murdering Caesar because Caesar is growing too ambitious and that's the reason we're murdering him if we start murdering other people people will think it's a power grab and that we're just trying to cover ourselves but Cassius thinks it's a bad idea but he agrees to not go after Anthony now all the conspirators leave and we're left with a scene between Portia who is Brutus's wife and she has this beautiful speech about how Brutus is up and he's walking around, not sleeping. And she says, you clearly are distraught by something you need to tell me. And he ends up telling her. And then we see her freaking out in the next scene out in the streets, telling her servant to go see what's happening because she wants to know if they get stopped for the murder. If the murder happens, they get away with it. What's going to what's going to happen? So then there's all these terrible things happening. Meanwhile, like there's lightning storms, there's lions running around Rome. They say that a lion whelped in the streets, which I think means gave birth. Like it just had a bunch of baby lions in the middle of the street. I'm getting looks of horror from Allison right now. So Caesar has a wife, Calpurnia, and she says, do not go to the Senate today. Please don't. I had a dream that your statue was spurting forth blood and I dream terrible things will happen to you today and he goes no no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna listen to that and then he's like he gets convinced but then Decius, One of the conspirators comes in and says, Oh no, trust me, Caesar, that was a good dream. It's because the people of Rome are going to use the great blood of Caesar to rebuild Rome in a great way. And he's like, Oh, cool. And then he goes to the Senate and is murdered by everyone. So the conspirators end up stabbing Caesar in the back, including Brutus and Cassius. And Anthony comes up and tells all the conspirators, You're all my friends. I don't know why you did this. And I'm very upset because this is my best friend. But I am interested in hearing your reasoning at the funeral, and he asks to speak at the funeral as well. And Brutus allows it. Cassius is like, "Don't do that. It's a bad idea. Don't let him speak." And Brutus is like, "No, we'll let him speak, and we'll tell him it was um, our choice to let him speak, and tell him to just say all the good stuff Caesar did." And so Anthony says, "Thank you," and then everyone leaves except Anthony, and it's revealed that he's he is angry as hell and he is ready to go to war over this and caesar's son octavius has just come back to rome and they're gonna get together and discuss what to do next so at the funeral this famous speech anthony says uh friends romans come riles the crowd up into a rage after brutus had just placated them by saying we did this for rome we did it because Caesar was ambitious and he was gonna make you all slaves and take away your freedom. And then Anthony just comes out and says, nope, they totally betrayed him. They betrayed you. And they took away this great man from you who cared about you. And he lies and says that he left you all a bunch of money in his will and all this land. Um, And basically riots break out and Rome is just like, everything's getting burned. Innocent people are getting killed who have the same name as some of the conspirators. Craziness. And then we jump in time in the play. So the next act you see, they're in war. There's a war between Anthony and Octavius and their armies and Brutus and Cassius and their armies. Brutus and Cassius' armies are not doing very well. And Anthony and Octavius seem to have more numbers and it seems like people are responding better to them. So they're getting more numbers in their armies brutus and cassius deciding where to go next end up deciding to go take a big stand at philippi and cassius doesn't think it's a good idea but brutus convinces him that it's the right thing to do so that the army the other army doesn't become bigger with more people joining it we then see caesar's ghost comes to brutus at night when no one else is around everyone else is asleep and says, I'll see you at Philippi. And you know, like, uh, everything's gonna, about to go terribly wrong. And so, at the Battle of Philippi, it's very bloody. Everything from then on is just like, Brutus and Cassius' side taking heavy losses. And there's a scene where Cassius is seeing his tents on fire and he sends in a soldier named Titinius out to see if his armies are winning or not. Because he can't quite see from where he is. He, he's been running away from battle, basically. And he sees his tents on fire and he kills himself because he doesn't want to be taken as a prisoner to Rome. And then Titinius comes back and goes, Oh my God, I can't believe we won. This is crazy. And he sees that Cassius has killed himself. And so he ends up killing himself. And then right after that, Brutus comes up and is like, Oh no, Cassius killed himself. And this guy killed himself. This is horrible. I don't have time to mourn this because I got to fight this war. And then they go off and do some more fighting. And then there's just a scene you see Brutus asking one by one each of his soldiers to hold his sword so he can run on it. And he's just completely devoid of hope at that point to win this war. And he ends up running himself on a sword and killing himself. And he says, can't remember what he says. He says it much better than I do. But he says, Caesar, you got your revenge. The sword that killed you ended up killing us too. Then Octavius comes out with Anthony. And being a good politician says, like, all of these men will be held honorable funerals so brutus and cassius and all them and we will unite rome again and i'm in charge thanks everybody and then that's the end Whew. <sighs> a lot of death what up a lot of death what up death in history
0: thanks for running us through all of that madness oh right after running through swords i know oh. it was right on the front of my mind there it in was in the front of my mind so there we are <laughs> So thanks for that. We have a very awesome special guest this week. Yeah. We actually have Portia herself. Yeah, that's right. Welcome, Brutus.
2: Portia. Thank you.
0: Brutus's wife herself. Yes. She's here. Don't question it. Just nope. let it be I'm like here. Looper
2: and... Looper don't... call. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's a common thing. You gotta hit yeah. all the wives with the bloody goat's blood. Right, right. It's common. Right. It happens all the time. I mean, it, it helps with the fertility.
1: Just to put you in the context of the play, the loop recall is what you see happening in the beginning of the play when Caesar comes back. Because Calpurnia is infertile. Caesar's just, wife apparently doesn't have children. He just can't get it up. He just can't get it up. That's true, too.
2: I don't like Caesar. Does he get slapped with the goats? No, she does. That's as, kind as of messed Ant- up, though. It's as Antony really... runs around, he's like... So, loop recall for you, loop recall for you. <laughs> I don't need any, I'm fertile. Oh, 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 nice. I died, I ate fire before I could give birth. Ugh, <laughs> you were so close. I that mean, was gonna be you had year. to eat the fire. It was an unimaginable world Ugh. to live in, so I can do it. Truly, So truly. you ate fire, That's how. that was your chosen method? Yep, I I ate fire. Yeah. And my, Brutus wasn't upset about it at all, I was really pissed, like, on the... Other side of the veil. I know. He was a little like, I mean, I guess, no, Portia's dead, but let's continue planning the He was a little nonchalant, but I think he He was was a lot nonchalant.
1: (laughs) It's pretty personal, (laughs) you're right. He was a lot nonchalant, but I think he was like really torn up about it, but was trying to be a good
2: soldier in his defense. Your wife kills herself because like you killed somebody. I guess she died, but I don't want to talk about it, Cassius. That's kind of fucked
1: up. Do you ever think that there was a thing between you and Cassius? No. Not like you personally, but do you think there might have been something from his side? Because he does say if it were me, like that would be
2: And see, Cassius is just that guy, he's like the bro that always steals your husband. Ugh. Like like he like he's like my cock block. Like he's like, like, like sitting in yeah, the Yeah, like, And you're with, like, God damn it. With Brutus. Yeah, like, like he's taking he, some he, brewskis. Yeah, like if there was an attraction it was all on his side. All I would right. I'm like, really? Yeah, I've been guys night again. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: No more pizza and beer. I just mm-hmm. want my husband mm-hmm. without conspiracy because mm-hmm. you got that fertile life. Yeah, you got that <laughs> fertile life. I do. Cool. Okay. Were
0: were you pregnant when you ate
2: fire? No.
0: You don't think so? I
2: don't know. I don't I, I don't think
0: I don't think that uh,
2: the creator had textual support that represented that. But mm. um,
0: I'm just curious because when i when we were reading it, when we were reading your story, mm-hmm. he does say, like, "Oh, you shouldn't be out and about at this time of night." I mean, maybe he's just being concerned, but you know what I mean? Like
2: you could totally say diversion where she's like, pregnant. I mean, I mean right? and, and and I get that, like because like there's a lot of things in like with like my good friend. Ophelia they all think she's pregnant because oh. so oh. I didn't know that yeah, no I, I, I everyone has oh, real yeah. because that's why it's like so serious yeah Hamlet's like not a lover yeah no I mean and oh. she and so like oh,
0: that's a very interesting yeah I interpretation.
2: but but I, I I can totally see what you're saying but I think you're mm-hmm. layering too much concern because he's just concerned that I'm getting out of bed at night and listening to what he's talking about if, it's an interesting concept was just in my mind. Well, I had a care. lot I had a lot of thoughts in but my the, mind. But I didn't piano stick, you know, It was forty four B C. Right. Right. So who knows?
0: No, I don't know. Another thing that Occurred to me while we were reading it. Yeah. First of all, this play is so much like Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> what is happening? Ancient it's, Rome. It's, the, yeah, original it's, it's Game the Original. It's the original Thrones. Game of Thrones. Everyone's <laughs> in power. Cassius <laughs> is just like. He's the little
2: finger. Yeah, he's of like Series. he's like, hey, what if you da, did this?
0: And oh, he's like playing everybody against each other. So I agree with you. He's a yeah, dick, he's and a everything dick. is his fault. Yes. It he is. needs a just. He needs a woman. He needs or a, a man, man. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat caches My other thought was, while we were reading it, I think it'd be so interesting to stage a version of this with really famous politicians and have people like obviously being whoever they were. Because my original thought, and it sort of spun into a question as well, was because, obviously, the election cycle
1: right now is a madhouse. Maybe you've seen this on, you know, like, Facebook video portion. I don't know if they have that in the right. veil. Right, I mean, I mean, I, we do. Like, we can, like, see stuff. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, So, So we've got that going on mm-hmm. in America right now. I was thinking, like, oh, if somebody was really smart, they'd stage a version of Julius Caesar real quick with all the people... <laughs> Because nothing says quick like a Shakespeare production. <laughs> <laughs> Whip it up real quick. Somebody with all of the characters... I mean, obviously, they'd keep their original names, but they would be clearly...
2: Bernie Sanders, Bernie
0: Sanders, and Donald, and Donald Trump. Trump, and Hillary Clinton, and all these people. Okay, but then so, who's Caesar? But that was my question. We I was like, this issue. so th- I was like, I was thinking about it. Who is Caesar? And who is maybe Martin Obama
2: is Caesar? Oh,
0: maybe Obama is Caesar. And but then, then
2: that's interesting. And then and then like the winner then, of the political election. Because I was thinking like, brutuses. well,
0: is originally when we were reading it, I was thinking, oh, well, Donald Trump is Caesar because I can clearly see why people would think maybe he shouldn't be in power. But then, after he dies, you realize, like, maybe you were supposed to be on Caesar's side. It's a very interesting play in that it makes you, or at least it makes me feel like, I don't really know whose side that I should be on. You can consider all sides. You can consider all sides. So then it was like, oh, it, I like the idea of Obama is Caesar. What if Bernie Sanders is Caesar? And then, like, Marco Rubio is someone else. <laughs> it's like, it would just be such a really interesting play production and somebody needs to do it or do a parody of it or something oh my god it's such a good idea so read the play saw a production that you were in Beverly, yes i was in which is great good. when reading it this time besides all of the crazy politicalness ness in it making <clears throat> up more words politics there's already a word for that it's not like a shakespeare so, thing where to make a new one because it's there go ahead it's there all the politics in it. I also, this is a thought that I had and then when I was doing some research I saw other people have this thought too so I felt real smart so give me my gold star this week. You get a gold star. Yay! Okay, so both Caesar and Brutus have their wives and they have almost the same scene of like please don't go, please tell me what's wrong and it's such an interesting commentary on what you should be doing in like your moral, private life and what society expects of you or what you're doing in your public life because mm-hmm. it annoys me in some plays when characters or some shows when characters don't tell the truth when for almost no apparent reason just kind of to make the plot be the plot and I'm like why don't you just tell them what's wrong mm-hmm. I don't understand and in this play I feel that it's so justified Uh and then when I was reading about this and how, you know, how it kind of represents the private life versus the public life and how you represent yourself and just the duties that you have in different spheres of society it made me think of what we have now with social media and the way that people are representing themselves on Facebook or on Instagram or on Twitter and, oh, my life's so great and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And then if you really talk to that person and person face-to-face... A lot of times that doesn't match up. And there's been a lot of studies recently where people are, you know, they're presenting one attitude and one life online, whereas in their real life may not be going quite as well. So it would just be interesting to, I don't know, have them, like, tweeting stuff or something.
1: Yeah, I definitely think modern messaging is, is an interesting way to tackle the public versus private life. Yeah, industry. just
0: have people tweeting at Brutus. Hey, Brutus, you're the best. Why don't you be in charge? It's like, you like when you can... I, mean?
1: I don't know if you know this, but you can go online and buy followers. Yes. So you can get, like, a thousand followers for someone. I feel like if Cassius bought followers for Brutus mm-hmm. instead of, like, planting letters at his mm-hmm. statue. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Brutus checks his statue for letters. That's also hilarious. It's great. It's, like,
2: refreshing your Facebook
0: feed. Yeah. <laughs> how many likes did my photo get on <laughs> Instagram? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Obviously, 44 BC was quite a long time ago <laughs> at this point. But do you have any comments or anything on, like, the public versus private life? You seem like a very strong woman and pretty active in society. So how... Do
2: you want to just comment on that? Yeah. No, I, I feel like Brutus was, in my opinion, yeah. at the beginning, I feel like he's not good at the political game.
0: Mm. Like, like he's
2: so, he, who he was inside was who he was outside. And the second that that changed is what, like, the precipice of this story is. Because mm. that's when it happened. When Cassius convinced Brutus to not be transparent oh. and not be who he is. The second that Cassius was like, mm. This is how it should be. It was like crack, and that was like the, the fatal flaw that started this whole thing in motion wow. was when his private and public life became two separate things.
0: Are there other themes or symbols or
1: motifs or anything that you want to go into, Beverly? There's a lot of talk about fate or choice in this mm. play, similar to Romeo and Juliet. But there's, like, a lot of weird symbols. And, I mean, it makes sense. The Romans were super paganistic, and mm. the symbols meant a lot to them. So, lions in the street, not a good sign. No, that's a really bad day. Yeah. <laughs> Have mm. you seen lions in oh, Rome yeah, before yeah. that?
2: Oh, yeah. It's so bad.
1: But, like, only on really bad days. Only on
2: really bad days. Okay. Tax day, really bad days. Lion in the street. lion in the street. Yeah, in the street. Uh, like, like not, not the verb. Like, a
1: lion. Yes, a lion. A yeah. large... Cat, mammal, yes. Uh, they can jump up to sixteen feet high or far. Uh yeah, they're crazy. Wow. I don't remember if it's sixteen, but it's it's too many.
2: That's way that's scary. Yeah, big cats I have to keep my, 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 my shit together around the line. Yeah. So that? next tax <laughs> day, lock your doors. Yeah, lock the doors. Wait.
0: The thought that just occurred to me right now when you were talking about pagan rituals and then in Romeo and Juliet, you were talking about like all the Christianity stuff. Can I just say Shakespeare's a really smart guy? <laughs> He
1: is very smart.
0: He's, like, clearly done a lot of research into all this nonsense because everything is so detailed, and he really seems to know what he's talking about.
1: It's said that he he was, like, very well-read. That's why there's a lot of theories that it can't be, like, a commoner that wrote these. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of theories that he's some... Which we have to get into at some point, because I'm very curious. I know. He was just very well-versed in the classics. A lot of his plays are based off either other plays or classical plays. Mm. Like, I read, I think it's Euripides. I read this Euripides play that is clearly comedy of errors in oh. school and I was like oh my god this is great I already know this plot I'm gonna get an A on this test and I did
2: and uh <laughs> gold star gold star for Beverly yes Shakespeare also has a lot of different mythological things all through there's a book written by Isaac Asimov who wrote all of the information about robots Isaac Asimov wrote this book all about the mythology in Shakespeare's plays wow and like, just this guy that likes robots and mythology wow
0: they're mm-hmm. often very similar yeah. Yeah. Modern day adaptations. Besides basically feeling like I'm living Julius Caesar at the moment, so I feel your pain, Portia. And when lions start roaming the streets of America, I will immediately fly- this is my plan. I have two plans. Oh, no. One is I fly to Vancouver as soon as lions appear in the street or certain people get elected. Mm-hmm. I go up to the first boy that I see and I say, are you single? We get married. Because <laughs> I love Vancouver and I will live there and it's fine. <laughs> Second plan, if that doesn't work out, because they generally test you pretty hard to make sure it's not a green card marriage happening, um. I am going to marry my friend who lives in England, because I've already <sighs> checked it
1: out, and um, gay marriage legal in England. It breaks my heart that you have someone you can marry in England. I guess technically yeah. too, Jimmy yeah. Dixon, if you're listening to this... I might be coming for your green card marriage soon. So modern-day adaptations, besides living it at the
0: moment, we looked into it. There are a couple versions. There is one that I found called Rinse the Blood Off My Toga. It's a 1958 (laughs) Canadian comedy in which Roman Private Eye is hired to investigate the murder of Julius Caesar. (laughs) And it incorporates Shakespeare, Dragnet, and other comedy routines. <laughs> yes, please. It's obviously a
1: parody, friends. So there is also a version that you want to talk about, Caesar Must Die? Yeah! When I started doing Julius Caesar this past summer, I guess, and I would never seen the play performed. Mm. Actually, the first time I read it was right before auditions. And I wanted to see get more information and get a visual on it mm. and so i watched this movie called caesar must die which tells the story uh i think it's a documentary it's a little bit dramatized, but this a jail in italy where they did julius caesar with a bunch of the inmates and it was so interesting and i highly mm. recommend it because there's all these scenes where they're talking about like the betrayal and the fact that they're like working together, but there's all these factions within the jail, and then coming together and doing this play was really cool for them.
0: I did also find a modern-day version called An Honorable Murder, I believe. Mm. It's from the 60s, and it it basically just updates it to a corporation where somebody's going to be left in power of the corporation, and somebody else is saying, I don't think that we should let him be in power. Why don't we try and vote him to be off the board, and we'll get you in charge, and it just says, there are
1: consequences. Dun, 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 so maybe dun. someone gets murdered accidentally. <laughs> they just stab them with like golden pens instead. <laughs> like, they're Brops. really nice executive Brops. pens.
2: Interesting. That's and cool. like mean girls. A little bit. Whoa. What? what? Yeah. I think Regina's Caesar. Okay. And then you have the people that they don't like her. And so the two cronies are Cassius. Make, make Lindsay Lohan Brutus. Brutus. Brutus takes over. I mean she literally pushes her in front of a bus. It's it's a stretch. It's it's like Lion King and Hamlet, but like it's there. It's there. It's there. Also We're Lion King too? Yeah, and Juliet. Juliet. Oh yeah. she's so-
1: push is very up on the I, pop culture yeah, i mean you only get to
2: watch that's all you can do when you're dead is you watch. just like sneak into people's houses and, and watch, watch what they what watch yeah because you can't like affect yeah, it. and yeah. mean
0: girls is always on it's so. always on somewhere so it's great you just gotta head to the valley and yeah because it's, it. it's beautiful mm-hmm. so those yeah. are our, our modern day adaptations
1: so now we are going to talk about technical aspects yeah what are you going to teach me about from julius caesar so, we're actually going to talk a little bit about the history and how mm-hmm. these plays were published back in the day. Oh, that history. Not the history of Julius Caesar. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I'm yeah. on board. I'm on board. Mm-hmm. You're on board. Great. So, at the time, playwrights didn't publish plays. Like, it wasn't a thing that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. There's some quote where a guy was like, I hate the idea of someone, like, reading something that was supposed to be performed, which is hilarious because most time... Shakespeare's read now instead of performed, which is why it's so important to go out and see it when you can, because it's so much better when it's performed. True life. When they did plays, when Shakespeare was doing his plays, they would have one official copy called Prompt Book that basically a stage manager would have, and it had like um, stage directions, it had actors' names written all over it, a bunch of notes, so it wasn't a clean copy. The actors themselves would have their own lines and the cue line before it to study from so they could memorize their lines, but it wasn't like there were a bunch of copies of this play floating around. So what started happening was certain people would copy down the prompt book and publish it to make some side money. And sometimes people would just try and write down the play from memory after seeing it and then publish that to get to make money oh yeah i i remember richard the third off the top
0: of my head it yeah let me just write it all down <laughs>
1: yeah what is your name patrick stewart get out <laughs> so there were all of these versions of the plays with different typos or, or things put in different places and there's a couple of terms you might have heard if you are interested in shakespeare quarto and folio corto just means they were small books and they were cheaper you could fold the paper twice to make it into fours, hence quarto. Mm. So they were cheaper to make because you could print a bunch of pages on each of those. Those were the ones that were, like, really underground. It was basically, like, the equivalent of people selling torrents. Maybe you you know what I'm talking about, some of you future children. Yeah, I have
0: be... a very blank look on my face. I've never heard this term before. really never? I was going to say pirating something. Yeah,
1: that's what torrenting is.
0: Okay, so just say pirating then. Why you gotta be fancy? Why you gotta start using Shakespeare language to
1: explain it? my bad. What I mean when I say torrenting (laughs) is just, like, a way to share a file that's not yours. Like, a TV show. Or, uh, sometimes people do it for Broadway musicals, which is, I think, the best equivalent. Because, like, if you sell an illegal copy of a Broadway musical, since it's impossible to get that unless you have this this illegal copy. Mm. You're in, like, Kansas, Missouri, and, you know, Hamilton isn't touring there yet, and you have an illegal copy of it. That's, like, something that would be of value to you. You might pay money for that. Mm. You shouldn't. It's illegal. Don't do it. Go see Hamilton live. Eventually, though, they, they started printing out folios as well. Folio was a larger book printed with a sheet folded in half, so, like, normal book. normal book, basically. And... Some of Shakespeare's, uh, like, actors and people that knew him collected all of his plays all together into a folio, and that's called the first folio. There were more plays added later that were collected as well. But because of this, it basically means we have all of these copies of the plays, and some of them are different, and some of them have different words, which is why when you read certain uh, copies, we were talking about this with Hamlet, mm-hmm. parentheses, or different symbols in your version of the play, you as a that you can buy now that's because might have been different in the quarto, might have been different in a folio stuff like that now what's cool about julius caesar and why i bring it up for this play is there's a really interesting scene so act four scene three we hear about portia's death sorry portia uh she gave me a look um (laughs) so they they talk about her death pretty much three times. It's mentioned when Brutus and Cassius are alone and Brutus says, Portia's dead. And then Cassius says, that's so sad. And then it's brought up again. Cassius is like, so Portia's dead, right? And Brutus is like, yeah. And then Masala comes in and says, hey, I haven't had any news from Portia in your letters. And Brutus is like, what do you think happened? And Masala's like, she must be dead. And Brutus is like, you're right, she must be dead. And so one of the theories is that maybe... This was remembered wrong by audience member number six and copied into a corno somewhere. Come on, audience member number six. Come on. They think that it's a combination of of some versions of the play of Julius Caesar and either didn't know which one was the right one or thought it worked or didn't notice, whatever. But that's the play we have now. We have this coming up three times in a row. So one example they found... A butchering of Hamlet's famous speech in a corto just to show you how different they could be. Instead of saying to be or not to be that is the question it said to be or not to be. I there's the point. To die, to sleep. Is that all? Aye, all. A <laughs> little, little less magical. Audience member number six, you're fired. You're fired, audience member number six. So go see live shows. Portia,
0: can I ask if you would like to Revisit your past. Oh. Would you like to perform a scene with Portia? Oh my god, oh, yeah. I would be
2: honored. Oh yeah, will yeah, of you course. be honored? I will honor, be honored, and honor you. Wow, there's lots of honor. It's true. I will be your husband in this th- scene. Th- Is thank that you. chill? Yeah, no, that's chill because he's a, he's kind of a dick usually, and you're yeah, m- you guys don't hang out. Nah, I mean he didn't really go to heaven.
1: Oop. Whoa! <gasps> Spoiler alert, everyone.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, like he's not in my veil. All right. And maybe it's like my heaven just doesn't include him because he's a liar and I'm Ooh. really frustrated. You're really mad he didn't mourn you better. I'm just, I just, I just don't get it. I mean, I guess
1: she's dead. <sighs> so in this scene, Brutus has just had his meeting with Cassius and all the conspirators. And they have decided to murder Caesar. Now everyone has left except Brutus and Brutus is just sort of left in his study. And Portia comes out and talks to him. For the first time, this is the first time we see Portia speak.
2: Because mm-hmm. we
1: might have seen her... You walk around. With yeah, during well, the looper call. Yeah, you're yeah, there. I'm there.
2: Um, Get shooed away by Cassius. That's right, that's right. Rude. Ugh, it's all about
1: Calpurnia, isn't it?
2: It's all about Calpurnia. She's in Whatever. Alright, well, anyway, so <laughs> here's the scene. Brutus, my lord.
1: Portia, what mean you? Wherefore rise you now?
2: It is not for your health thus to commit your weak condition to the raw, cold morning. Nor for yours neither. You ungently, Brutus, stole from my bed, and yesternight at supper you suddenly arose and walked about, musing and sighing with your arms across, and when I asked you what the matter was, you stared upon me with ungentle looks. I urged you further, then you scratched your head and impatiently stamped with your foot. Yet I insisted, yet you answered not, But with an angry wafture of your hand Gave sign for me to leave you, so I did, Fearing to strengthen that impatience Which seemed too much enkindled, And withal hoping it was but an effect of humour, Which sometime hath his hour with every man. It will not let you eat, nor talk, nor sleep, And could it work so much upon your shape As it must prevailed upon your condition? I should not know you, Brutus, Dear my lord, make me acquainted with the cause of your grief. I... Am not well in health, and that is all. Brutus is wise, and were he not in health, he would embrace the means to come by it. Why, so I do. Good Portia, go to bed. Is Brutus sick? And is it physical to walk unbraced and suck up the humerus of the dank morning? What? Is Brutus sick, and should he steal out of his wholesome bed to dare the vile contagion of the night and tempt the roomy and unpurged air to add unto his sickness? No, my Brutus. You have some sick offense within your mind, which, by the right and virtue of my place, I ought to know of. See, beautiful. Ah, thank my you. My God, yes, yeah. you so... were so mad that he was not telling you. He's lying. I know. I'm I know. Not unsympathetic to my death and lying. That's just what I can't handle. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. Just, that's the deal breaker. It's total turn off. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I mean, and like, I end up killing myself later because, like. He's just not talking to me. Like he kills this guy and has like no remorse about it. He rises to power and he's not talking to me. It's hmm. all about communication. Part of the reason I ate fire is because when you eat fire, it like closes off your throat and you have no power. You have no way to communicate, and that's that's why I could you kill felt like fashion. in that fashion. Yeah, it reflected your mm-hmm. life. Like because poison's a feminine thing. This was yeah. a very masculine way to die. Thank you so much, Portia, for being on our show. Of course, thank you for having me. It was great to like communicate through the veil. Yeah, I know. thanks for coming to this side of the pond. Yeah, definitely yeah. come over to
1: my house. We'll watch Netflix Always. together.
2: Great. Will I'll you listen to it. me?
1: I can't. This link only lasts for so long. Damn it! But I'll do my best to pick a show. Uh, I'm Beverly. This is Allison. Deuces peasants.
2: Yes, it is. He
0: needs a just... Whatever. He needs a, he needs
2: a woman. He needs or a man. Woman,
0: whatever. Whatever floats your boat, is Just get it taken care of. Now, also... Gotta <laughs> float
2: that boat. Care of! Whoa! <laughs> no. Don't judge me! <laughs> Next don't, three, judge it, me. Don't, don't judge me! Is.
0: Don't stay <laughs> in <day laughs> it! No, we no, can stay in I don't care. I can get away Continue with saying a lot of stuff. It. Okay, so...